Hello, I am OG, and this is Gigi. And this is Life Radically Redefined. On this journey called life, you will definitely encounter the unexpected. Sometimes you'll laugh, sometimes you'll cry, but in the end, if you have someone that will take your hand and walk through it with you, it makes everything better. You get to make all kinds of discoveries along the way. Some about yourself, some about others. We made some and we just want to share it with you. So we invite you to just listen, ask questions, make your own discoveries. Pour your coffee, tea, or whatever you prefer. Settle in and let's talk about dating, courting, marriage, and life. OG and Gigi, life radically redefined. So today's episode, we are going to talk about anti-entanglement. We know that there's um, a really popular couple right now who's kind of made the term entanglement um, top of mind for most of us. And if that's what you want, that's fine. If you're down for the bad marriage for life, that's great. There is absolutely no judgment. However, if you want an anti-entanglement or entanglement-free marriage, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about a divine union and a healthy relationship and what that looks like. So we could get into the first question. What is a divine union that which basically what you just said? I think it's a healthy relationship. And to go beyond that is a relationship where everything is shared and open and commitment is probably the top key. And communication. Like if you're not, if we're not talking to one another, if we're yeah. talking at one another, it's never going to work. We have to be sure to really have those deep conversations and not be afraid of hurt feelings. Sometimes that requires you to lay a foundation. Like you got to set yeah. ground rules. For us, before we were even married, the ground rules were, one, we are never going to call each other something other than our names or some term of endearment that we have. Yes. So... When you go to have a discussion with your partner, you really want to make sure that you are talking to them from your heart, not from a place of anger. If it means that you cannot have the conversation right then, don't. don't. Just say, hey, listen, I got to walk away and we will have this conversation later. It's always best to keep it respectful. If I disrespect you, it's not like you won't forgive me, but you're not going to forget it. Exactly. Exactly. So communication, commitment. God. God. Like for us, that is the anchor that ties our relationship together. There is no way that we could do this thing without God being part of it. Exactly. And, and not even just being part of it. Like, God is at the top, then my husband, then me. Like, we form this bond, but it's because we're both tied to the anchor, which is God. So, what is a healthy relationship to you? Well, I think I just said. <laughs> um, I think, really, first of all, you have there has to be like communication, like we talked about. I mm -hmm. think there has to be respect. Yes. There has to be trust. Yes. You know, I don't. I've never felt the need to grab your phone and go through your messages because I trust you. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you are in a situation where you've got to look through text messages, there's actually. I don't know if I showed you. Did I show I you the you girl on TikTok? It. Her whole channel is like. FBI investigations on your significant other. She, she'll she tell you how, and I don't know what her username is, guys, but she exists. If you want to go find her, 
she will tell you how to like break into your significant significant other's phone. She will tell you how to get into like the iCloud and bypass the phone. Let's not even get into that because this is not what we're here for. The anti entanglement, All right, guys. Fine. All but right. it, it's so fascinating. It is, right? But I this feel, is not what. We are talking about. That's not what we're about. So you tell me. You asked me what I thought a healthy relationship was. I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> I really think that uh, setting boundaries to what you you feel, of course, after communicating with the Almighty, that yeah. what you want in that relationship. You know, I, I think that's this. First and foremost, it's the it's your guide. Mm -hmm. You're right. That that is the guide. If you don't have a compass, like even if you're in a car or you're taking a trip or you're on a boat, if there's no compass that is guiding you, then how do you know where you're going? How do you know what like what you want that relationship to be? I think the other thing too is when we talk about healthy relationships, a lot of us go to our unhealthy friends and ask them for advice. And sometimes that's not the best thing to do. So, you know, in order for for you to remain healthy and for your relationship to remain healthy, you really have to think about who you're getting advice from yeah. who and, and what that advice is going to look like walked out. Exactly, exactly. And I'll say we, we, from the beginning, started to communicate. And I know this was one thing you were telling me. Be, you know, I was a little too brutally honest. However, that's how we started our foundation with honesty, mm -hmm. so that there is no second guessing from the beginning. Right. Right. And what was that saying? You. you said, um, Honesty I mean, without, without sensitivity is brutality. Brutal. So I had to chill on the being brutal honesty. The brutal honesty, but so, just be honest. I mean, seriously, you have to take into consideration your partner's feelings. You may be coming from a place of love, and you feel like, okay, well, I'm coming from a place of love, and I have to say this thing. But you got to temper how you say that because if someone is in their feelings and they, you know, they take what you said in a way that you didn't mean it, you would be doing more damage yeah. than good. So you again want to relay it with love. And of course, you have to know who you're with. Who you're with. Right. So how how do you like how do you vet your partner? Right? And like when we talk about you know, a lot of the stuff that we talked about about healthy relationships, though they're boundaries that we set, but how did we decide that we were even going to consider each other for partnership, for relationship? I would say it's because we started asking the hard questions, those deep-seated questions first. Right. Not necessarily what's your credit score, but, like, are you behind on bills? Though, like, that is a legitimate thing because, you know, no, you... Eventually, when you're in, you know, you've gone from dating to courting, because courting means that you're working towards being married, you do want to have like serious deep dives into your financial situation. Oh, you owe $200,000 in student loans. That's something that you probably want to know from someone that you're intending to marry. But during dating, you have to be comfortable with naming the thing. 
if you're not comfortable with XYZ, you have to be able to say that to your partner. Exactly. Right? And and also vetting, you also have to vet yourself. That part. Because if you don't know yourself, you wouldn't be able to tell someone what you do, what you what would you not stand for. Right. That's so true. So. You know, um, I remember with us, I was very um, guarded, right? And I remember this one evening, JC said to me, <laughs> oh, we can laugh at it now, but it was not funny. He was like, you know, you are emotionless. And immediately I started crying because I am not emotionless. I just had this barrier up that I wasn't, I mean, I guess I knew it was there, but I didn't realize that it came off, especially to someone that I really cared about, that I had no emotion. I had no tie. You have to understand, we were dating for a while at that time. It's not just our first date. Yeah. We got a chance to know one another and start actually vetting one another at that time as well. Right. And, um, but if, if we had to do it all over now, we would... I would still choose you a hundred times over. However, I would also have presented myself better in a relationship like to, and not like, Oh, better aesthetically. I mean, I would have been more emotionally able and emotionally available and um, emotionally capable of being in a relationship. I think that's so important. I think if you have to ask yourself that question and be honest, like, do I still have stuff that I am carrying into this relationship? Do I have things that I'm still dealing with from my parents? Like, those are the hard questions that you have to ask yourself. So, you know, when you talk about vetting a partner, like you said, you do have to vet yourself first because maybe you're just not ready. And um, what exactly is being ready? Um, I think... More than anything, you've, you should have dealt with at least some of the major issues, the major hurts that you've had in prior relationships. You have to remember that the person that you're encountering now, he, may, he or she, may have characteristics that remind you of someone else, but they're not that person. Their experience is not the same as that other person's experience, and their intention with you may not be the same either. Exactly. We're gonna just take a couple minutes for a commercial break. Yes. And um, we'll see you back here shortly. Hey, G's. Thanks for tuning in into OG and Gigi. Be sure to visit our website, OGNGG.com, and create your account to access your free vetting checklist. If you are in a relationship currently, the checklist may affirm that your relationship is on the right track. That's right. And it may also spark some conversation to get you where you want to be. So comment, like, and subscribe to remain connected. Welcome back, guys. So um, we were talking about our vetting checklist, and you have access to our vetting checklist on our website. It is OGNGG.com. OGNGG.com. And it's absolutely free. And it'll help you. I My hope is that you not only use it for yourself, but you share it with other people, like yes. in your, your, your circle of influence. If you know people that are dating or like moving towards marriage, 
maybe just share it with them and say, hey, have you vetted this person? How about if you, and I don't know, this has happened to me, where you have a friend that's dating someone that you really don't think is like a good fit for them. Share the vetting checklist and say, hey, what do you think about, you know, doing this? Just complete this checklist. Just to make sure that, you know, you are on track to have the best possible relationship. It's nothing about like just ruling people out or anything like that. It's really choosing the best for you so that you are your best self. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Just how you show up in the world. All right. All right. So when we talk about choosing your equal, right, that seems really loaded. It almost seems like, um, like you're being self-centered, but you have to look at who you are, right? If you're someone who is super educated and you know you have a certain status in life and you want someone that has that same status, then there is nothing wrong with that. And especially for our ladies who sometimes feel like, um, and I guess guys too, sometimes feel like you know they're not comfortable necessarily putting into words exactly what they want up front. Yeah. If you don't put it into words, then how is the other person supposed to know? And further, how are you supposed to know if this person is your fit, your match? Exactly. Because it doesn't matter um, the prestige of a degree. For instance, we were just talking to our, our executive <laughs> producer. She is a heavy reader. Mm-hmm. However, there could be someone that just got his doctorate, but all he reads is, like, the anatomy of a body. Right. Now. Is that, like, would that be her equal? I mean, intellectually, we know her to know so many different things about so many different exactly. things. This is a woman who is... Um, a millennial. She's a self-starter. She is constantly learning new things. She travels. She's always inquisitive. If she were to date someone who did not share those qualities, that did not like to, to learn anything new or travel, or stuck in their ways, right? And he so, just would not be her equal. And and for if she were to say, okay, well, I'll overlook these things, would she be happy? Probably not. And you know what? That comes that falls into those deal breakers though. Exactly. Vetting. What is a deal breaker and what is a pet peeve? And those are two distinct things. Like yes. a deal breaker, if you say, All right, well, a deal breaker for me is someone who has below a seven hundred credit score, um, lives in his mom's basement while we're in Florida, so maybe his mom's <laughs> attic. Um, or you know, he's he can't keep a job. If those things are deal breakers for you, that means it's non negotiable, this is not gonna work. Exactly. It doesn't line up with it's who not I what am I want and what in a relationship. If she definitely keeps going back to her girlfriends every time that you guys have an issue and that is a deal it's breaker a whole for you new episode go ahead there lies a problem in the relationship so what's a pet peeve well a pet peeve is something you could survive and live with i shouldn't say survive because it's not that bad but it's <sighs> It's What's all... your pet peeve? <laughs> tell them, tell the nice people, what is your pet peeve? 
Well, one of the pet peeves that... <laughs> you gotta tell them. Now they're, like, anxious. They want to know. They want the internet, the interwebs. They want to know. When she squeezes my nose. Ah. Okay, so... Anyone who knows me knows that I have a nose fetish, right? And I know it's bad. And it's like in COVID, I'm not touching anyone's nose. Don't worry about it. No one's going to catch COVID because I'm running around touching everybody's nose. But that nose is like the best nose. I love that So nose. back to pet peeves and... And deal breakers. All right. So when, when he got to the point of vetting like where we were going with our relationship, I saw his list and nose squeezes as much as you saw his reaction. He doesn't like it. But he said it was a pet peeve and not a deal breaker. So, I mean, it's really, it's like a comical example. It but is. But you said something which we haven't gotten into when you said she saw my list. And we could get into that another episode. Um, no, I think it goes along with this. I with think. Vetting? With I mean, that, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you guys, once you download the vetting um, checklist. checklist, you'll be able to see where I'm coming from with the pros and cons of what you would consider your deal breakers and not. But also, what I would would not put up with, what I would put up with. What I what line I will not cross, mm -hmm. and what line I will not allow this person to cross on my end as well. Right, I think um, we've seen where, and we've had discussions about this. Um, if a man hits a woman, we have very visceral reactions to that. But on the flip side, I've seen women walk up to a man and slap him in the face. And to me, like this expectation that that's just, you know, that's just part of, you know, who I am. I'm emotional and I'm going to do that thing. Listen, on his checklist, that whole violence, that's what it is. It's violence. That was, that was like no. non-negotiable. We weren't doing that. And same thing, like for me, Absolutely non-negotiable. If you can put your hands on someone one time and get away with it, you will do it again. And when we're talking about marriage and we're talking about like having a healthy relationship, violence and toxicity does not exist in that. So, and, and you can see that we're both kind of passionate yeah. about that. Just because of shared histories, um, things that we've seen in our lives, absolutely not. Um, do, like. My encouragement to you is to make that a deal breaker. Any type of violence. I get, like, you know, people raise their voices and stuff, but anything where someone comes into your personal space and puts their hands on you in anger should not be allowed. Yeah, definitely. Right? So when you're choosing your equal, make sure that those are, those are the things that you look at. And then, like, there's the emotional and spiritual compatibility parts of yeah. this. Right? Which has nothing to do with finance. Right. It, I mean, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with finance. It has to do with, like, your emotional capacity. What are you able to mm -hmm. to handle and live with? And well, real quick, and I'm sorry, I don't need to draw. But, for instance, there was a couple that... Not was. There's a couple that we know. Mm -hmm. um, the woman, the wife, is a 
corporate leader. She's a COO in the company. Her husband works for our local Publix. And when they, when they're at home, he's the one that makes the decision, regardless, even if she's the one that makes the money. However, they are spiritually compatible. Mm, absolutely. And ladies, I know a lot of you just heard that and you're like, wait, she's COO and he's Publix bakery man? Uh, yeah, and they were very clear in how their household runs. So that was something that was on their checklist that they understood that even though the financial roles may have been reversed, or not even, I mean, nowadays women make money. It just is what it is. But are you comfortable, ladies, with making more money and then turning the reins over to your husband who doesn't make as much money, but to let him run the house and make the decision. But that goes back to where we started. Mm -hmm. The man and the woman has to be guided by God. Right. So you have to know, like, what rudder your relation, what is, what is guiding your relationship. Exactly. Guys, listen, we have covered a ton yes, in this yeah. episode, and oh we are gosh. so Before glad. Before we even close, oh, there was one last thing, guys, one last thing. Um, in the vetting process, you will also see where you stand in dating, courting, and marriage. Yes, those three distinct, those are three distinct areas of the getting to know you, right? So if I say to someone, oh, are you all dating? And they say, we're talking, that doesn't fall under dating, courtship, or marriage. So when you're looking at vetting someone, like, please know that if you're, and this, this is a real life example, um, someone was dating a gentleman for seven months, seven months, um, he, he assaulted her, and when she called the police, she gave the name that he had given her and the date of birth that he had given her. And when they pulled up his information, or that information, it was not him. We have to do better. Okay, like if you are, you have to know where you are and what stage you're in and who you're dating. Like that, that should be just having a name, a first and last name. So important. So, you know, I. So we digress. Right. I feel like we've covered a lot. I mean, I, I should have, we probably should have said pull out a notebook at the <laughs> end, you know, at the beginning of all of this. Exactly. But next time. Yes. Come prepared notebook and pen in hand um please follow us it's in our social media right outlets. facebook follow like subscribe we're on facebook youtube instagram um and there's probably others too and we'll have them listed um links for website. everything on our website so we hope that you will join us in this journey to marriage and even beyond marriage you know we're going to get into some pretty crazy topics and we want you along for the ride. Like, and we want your questions. So please share your please. feelings, ask your questions. Um, we are in no mean like life experience is what we've got. Yes. So and we're here to answer whatever whatever questions you have. Guys, our our mission is to ensure that folks are just living the most fulfilled, best relationships they can. So So thank you, thank you, and thank you again for being with us and experiencing this journey. So, until next time, be, be blessed, blessed and be a and blessing. Be a blessing. <laughs>